It's beer o'clock, so it's time for Drunken Time Travel. I'm your host... Irish Gav, and I'm your host... English Gav. Professionals. If you want to contact us about the show or anything else, it's drunkentimetravel at gmail.com, at drunkentimetravel, or Facebook on Facebook. Obviously use Drunk Time Travel, because that would be more beneficial than putting Facebook into Facebook, I imagine. Yes. What happens if you put Facebook into Facebook now? Uh, the internet. The says, internet happens? Yes. Is it like putting... Um, it gives you a 404 error. Is it like looking for a movie called Unknown on Google search? It, it's a bit like that, yeah. yeah. Which you did. Yes. Did, did you find it? Eventually. <laughs> it, it took some finding. Our official tedious link beer, sponsored by no one, is... Cruz Campo. And why is that the tedious link this week? Because you'll find out later. I'll find out later. There's, there's like, some sort of camp thing in the story. There's, well, it is there's, Doctor Who. There's camp <laughs> there's in the There's always name. going to be camp in the story. <laughs> yes, this is the Macro Terror. Yes, it is. So... Thanks for the confirmation. This, you know, don't want to be doing the wrong episodes. Yeah, just so that we're on the same page, yeah. We literally are on the same page. So, uh, some kind of synopsis thing, Gav. Go! Right, episode one. <laughs> a band are rehearsing. <laughs> well, why are you stopping? I'll let you do it since you wrote it. Yeah, that'll be damaged. Episode one, a band are rehearsing when a crazed man runs through them. That's how Coldplay formed. Outside, the man Medoc hides behind rocks when the TARDIS appears and the travellers step out. After seeing the claw on the time scanner, Jimmy brings out a stout club with him. Smart guy. Medoc attacks them but is subdued just as Ola, the police chief, arrives. The pilot of the colony thanks the travellers. A man on a video screen, the colony's controller, also thanks them, though he just appears as a static picture. Maybe it's a reconstruction. To show their gratitude, the travellers are cleaned. Yes, to show their gratitude, the travellers are cleaned. Doesn't sound like the best reward. Medoc sees an old friend and runs to him about horrible creatures coming out at night. That's the last time he's allowed to see Monsters, Inc. Ola locks Medoc up, but the Doctor picks the lock as he's interested in what he's seen. But Medoc escapes. Ola finds the Doctor and wants to send him to a correction hospital. But the pilot overrules him and the Doctor and companions are taken to the labour centre. At the centre, workers tap and refine gas. But no one knows what the gas is used for. Isn't that like most workplaces? The Doctor finds Medoc and finds out that the creatures are giant insects with huge claws. If anyone sees them, they're locked up. While he helps Medoc escape from guards, they see one of the giant crabs who are called Makra. The moral of this story is, correction hospitals are infinitely better to work. Episode 2. To work in. Being in a correction hospital is infinitely better to work. All oh, right. Are you doing a comparison? The moral of this story is, and this is a comparison, correction hospitals are infinitely better to work. Episode 2. Medox. <laughs> <laughs> Medox shouts to attract Ola's guards, and Ola takes the doctor to the pilot. What's going about in this story? The doctor is about to explain why he believes Medox when Medox says the doctor tried to get him to surrender. The controller demands that the strangers be made like other colony members. What? Annoying? They're halfway there. Living on a prayer. 
He also tells the pilot that there are no such things as macro. The doctor disconnects machinery that is brainwashing Polly and Jamie, but it's too late for Ben. Ben reports the doctor to Ola, and the doctor and Jamie are taken. Polly, finally realising what a dick Ben is, runs away from him, but sees a macro. Ben sees nothing at first, thanks to his brainwashing. They escape, however. The pilot is angry with what the doctor has done, but he's proud, and also unbrainwashes the pilot. De-brainwashes? Anyway, Polly tells the pilot about the creatures, but Ben still denies seeing them, being a twat and all. The doctor forces the controller to appear on the video. He's the same man, but older and can hardly speak. Suddenly, he's grabbed by a claw. Moral of this story is, Ben is a dick. Never forget. Episode 3. Something. The travellers are sent to pit labour in the Danger Gang. Highway to the Danger Gang. The pilot orders Ben to keep an eye on them. Medoc is their shift leader. Ah, irony. Jamie and Polly are sent to the gas mines. The doctor works out some calculations and is very pleased with his work. The pilot finds him and accuses him of stealing a secret formula and demands he erase it. Coca-Cola did the same thing. Jamie and Polly find a door and Jamie goes through it thinking he's in a Dungeons and Dragons adventure. Medoc calls Polly back and she tells him Jamie went through the door so he follows him. Apparently so does he. Medoc is soon attacked by Macra. Roll a seven. The controller forbids guards to follow them. Ben Ben says to the doctor he saw Jamie escape but didn't say anything because he's now having trouble thinking. Now? The doctor is pleased but Ben reports it anyway. Jamie finds Medoc's body and is still Macra. Meanwhile, Ben's brainwashing starts to break. The doctor is interested when the controller orders gas pumped into where Jamie is and the Macra slowly comes to life. Moral of this story is, considering there are no such things as macro, there sure are a fuckload of them. Episode 4 The Doctor finds out what controls to use and diverts the gas away, which allows Jamie to escape past the slumping macro, of which there are no such thing. Incidentally, the Cybermen are all dead. The Doctor and Polly follow Jamie into the mine, while Jamie finds himself back in the colony. Unfortunately, he's picked Dance Night, which is a very special level of hell in itself. Shortly, though, he finds relief by being captured. The Doctor and Polly find the Macra issuing orders in the controller's room. The gas is used to keep them alive. The Doctor gets the pilot to break his programming and see the reality in the controller's room. Ola is given command and he sends the guards after them all. Gas is pumped into the room and they begin to be affected when Ben appears. To save the day? Surely not. But yes, he switches some levers and stuff and there's an explosion. What? It's not like Ben knows either. Anyway, the Macra are killed until season two of the new series. In gratitude, there's a dance festival with the Stranger's Trophy being awarded. The Doctor is to be made the new pilot, so does the decent thing and get the fuck out of there. The moral of that story is, no matter how you say it, Stranger's Trophy sounds creepy. So you really liked this one, didn't you? Uh, no, not really. Not really, no. Yes, yes. Terrible, terrible story. Why have you written D brainwashes? I was just going to make a, a note on the. You said that D brainwashing now. Uh, would that actually be uh, brain messing or brain dirtying? So, so the opposite. The opposite of, the opposite of brainwashing, yeah. Possibly. What's the opposite of brain? Foot. <laughs> Foot washing. So when Jesus was washing people's feet. Yeah. 
it, he was actually de-brainwashing them, ironically. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like what his dad was doing to him. Yeah. Jesus. He said, don't believe in my dad. <laughs> Jesus, the seditionist. Was this teenage Jesus going against his dad? Quite possibly. This this one is the first with his face. God's face? No, Patrick Troughton's face. Oh, Patrick Troughton's face? Yeah, the, the credits. The first, this is, that was the first oh, credit with yes, his in the face. Credits. Which, which they've done all... Because it kept going all through the classic series. And they've mm. recently revived it with the 11th Doctor, as well you know. Yes, and it is cool, as. Not, not as anything. The doctor's face is cool. <laughs> yes. He made it cool. I don't know how. It's time travel. Suga. Yes. Medoc. He's your favourite, isn't he? Yes, the, uh, the insane old person that sees creatures that aren't there. I, d- I do that. One way to get... I mean, he, he's, he's seen these crabs... Or insects, which aren't there, aren't insects, but anyway. He's seen these crabs, and he's thought, right, I've got to convince everyone, I've got to convince everyone that, uh, you know, that the colony's under threat. So one way to get people to believe you is to, to shout and rant, mm. I find. Why, why didn't he get his video camera out? I don't have video or, or his phone. Back in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but surely they're not in 66 here. Eh? No. no. No, you're they're right. Probably in 69. 67 it was. You've no idea how time works, do you? Yes, it's uh, it's all wibbly wobbly. So, what year was this set anyway? Do we know? We don't. I imagine it was in the Some future. Some sources have said twenty three sixty six, but it's a bit of an arbitrary. See, why didn't he use a holographic recorder? Well, yeah, it is in the future because it's or his Google it's glasses. A, it's, it's a ship that's come from. It's a colony ship that's come from Earth, mm. and they've landed there. That's why the leader of the colony they're still called the pilot. I like that. Not a nice touch. That showed they all thought about something. So what? What? What was it? A planet that they're on? Oh. What? 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 Be more constructive. Or was it? Was it a ship that landed on a planet? It was a ship that landed on a planet. Right. Not a planet that landed on a ship because that wouldn't work. Really. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Yeah. It would have been a planet that obliterated a ship. Unless the ship was really big, it could have been bigger than the planet. A ship bigger than a planet. Yeah. Well, like the Death Star. Yeah. There's no moon yet. Speaking of the moon, still available, Gav Science talk about the moon. You see, it's always going to be available. <laughs> you can learn all about the drunk in the sky. Did we call him the drunk in the sky? We did for some reason, don't know why. <laughs> Can't remember. So, there's a supervisor. His name is Barney. I have nothing further to add other than that. Do you want to talk about Barney? Uh, not unless he's uh, friends with uh, Mr. Flintstone. Oh! What? I have something to say. It's not about what? this episode. Well, you said is it about f- the Flintstones? It is about the Flintstones. <laughs> what is it? I saw this bizarre... Please, anything but this episode. <laughs> I saw this bizarre thing the other day. It was an advert for the Flintstones. No, well, it was an advert for the Flintstones, but an advert featuring the Flintstones from the 1960s. Fred and Barney were... Uh, was the advert from the 1960s? It was. All right, yeah. You can relax. Everything's from the 1960s, as far as you're concerned today. I thought it might have been an advert featuring the Flintstones from the 1960s. Well, like a time travel advert. Something like that, yes. Okay. They, they were in the garden watching Wilma and Betty 
mow the lawn or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they said, we, we can't, you know, lie here and watch them do that. So they went, went to the back garden or something. But anyway, and then they had, uh, then they brought a pack of cigarettes and started smoking. And said, uh, I can't remember the name of the pack of cigarettes, but, you know, it was like, I mean, it was it was an advert for the for the specific brand of cigarette. Mm. It was just bizarre. It's like watching Homer Simpson just suddenly advertise. I don't know, crack. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> cannabis, but <laughs> crack cocaine. Mmm, <laughs> crack. <laughs> Have you seen any cartoon characters? Uh, you smoking know, advertising, crack. smoking crack, advertising weird things, getting into S and M, uh, you know, sexual relationships. No, none that I can remember. So you might have done. Yes, I, I may have seen lords, but can't remember. So yes, this uh, colony that it landed on a planet, you say? Yes. So that's why they have I a pile. Did, I didn't say that, but we'll carry on. Oh, I did say that. Sorry, I thought you meant the planet landed on a. Ship. Landed on the ship. Right, the planet lands yeah. on the ship, yep. The planet landed on a ship, that's why it's got a pilot. Yeah. Right, we've got that. I think it's all full of hairdressers and uh, telephone sanitizers. Hmm. Yeah, I did like some of the treatments that they they gave on this corner. They had the, the steam bath, yeah, that's fine. Uh, massages, happy with that. Are you? Would yeah. you be happy with a massage? Yeah, why not? Okay. Uh, sunlight treatment. Is, is that just being outside? Apparently. Moonlight treatment. <laughs> that's really just sunlight treatment, but in the dark. Yeah, yeah that's where the that, that's where the drunken moon vomits on you. Mm. Uh, effervescent sprays. I'm guessing somebody just shakes a, a bottle of coke in your face or something. <laughs> well, you've never had that. No. <laughs> it's great. I bet it leaves you sticky. You're going to have to... You have to have a steam bath and massage after sure. that. And, and then visit the clothes reviver. Because there's left coke all over it then. Yeah, you need to revive your clothes. But that's all I've got to say on that. But I, I did like how they said it's far too dangerous to be allowed to escape the Cape of Fun. The <laughs> Cape? <laughs> the Cape of Fun? <laughs> you cannot escape the Cape of Fun. <laughs> what the hell is the Cape of Fun? Is that like a mask? <laughs> you know where this got this mask and they put it on, but you put this Cape of Fun on you. On, her, on your shoulders, and you suddenly become like Joker or something. Mm. I'm imagining somebody running up behind you and, and ties a cape around your neck. Ha <laughs> You cannot escape the cape of fun. You must we have should, fun. No, we should totally do that. <laughs> we should just get a cape, run up to someone randomly, and put it on them and say, Ha You cannot escape the cape of fun, and then run off again. <laughs> oh, damn, you escaped. <laughs> Camp fun, you mean? <laughs> yes, <laughs> but yes, it just amused me all the uh, the strict uh, sort of rules and regulations that you have on the uh, the camp of fun that they've got going. How can you have fun with this much regulation? Well, this is my I, this is my thing. You see, I don't like forced fun or anything like that. I think what they need is some sort of controller to regulate the fun. Some sort of controller. Like a picture of one, not actually any controller. Yeah, picture do. As picture. long as you've just got a voice. You've got a disembodied crab voice. Yeah. <laughs> that could do. You must have fun. Fun for up. Crab, crab, crab. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 
I do that now and then. Crab. Sorry. You and your crabs. <laughs> you must have fun, but always moving sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Never forwards, always sideways. Never move forward. Yeah, that's how that, they could have escaped Look the Look forward, macro. move sideways. That's how they could have escaped the macro quite easily. Just move forwards. To the macro. Into the macro. Yeah. Yeah. Just move backwards. No, but by then it would move sideways. Just so you'd be step fine. away. No, but not if you're facing but, but, away. But what if it. it stays? You'd just be walking straight into it. If it stays, it's stupid. Not if it wants to capture you. What, a clever crab? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. A clever non-moving crab. Yeah. Well, like a dead uh, and then when you approach it, it puts the cape of fun on you. <laughs> it's like, ah, you cannot escape my cape of fun. Is that your crab accent? <laughs> Stupid chair. So yes, the controller had mm. many different uh, things to say. Appearances. Do the do the sound. I can't remember. Uh, 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 uh. Do 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 do. I was just copying you. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. It's tediously annoying. Please stop it. It sounds like this. Sorry, future guy. And it repeats it every five minutes during the story. And, and they, they say things like, he says, like, <laughs> he says, fun for all. There will be fun for all. Will there? Will there really? Yes. You must have fun. Not having fun will not be tolerated. And we are all happy to work, which we're not happy about that one, are we? No. We are not happy about that. I, I did love you can return to your work and play with fresh heart and renewed energy. Oh, can we please? I, I, I don't think, think, I think how I can do that without a cape of fun on. I think... Uh, I was getting into a Cyberman. I, 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 it, just, <laughs> uh, it started worrying me then. <laughs> I did get a uh, fortune cookie that said you can return to your work and play with fresh heart and renewed energy ones. I bet you didn't. Do you? Yeah. It's the belly well, there's, there's one other one, but we'll, uh, what's Hall of Amusing, actually? I'm sure at some point, uh, towards the end, that there was a reference to a Hall of Amusing in the corner. Hall of Amusing and what? It was just a Hall of Amusing. Amusing capes? Possibly, I don't know. Anything that's amusing is in this hall. Hall of amusing accents? Possibly mirrors. Anyway, it's not amusing, it's hall of amusing. Hall of amusing, yes. Yes, I, I'm imagining there's various mirrors that are slightly distorted in this hall. And you go down there and you are just amused. So onto the macro themselves. The who? The macro. Who? The macro. I don't know what you're talking about. Is that because there's no such thing as macro? She must be. I did like how hysterically you got. Which one? The the the, the controller the, the head. Controllers, the controller head telling us there's no such thing as a macro. Yeah. <laughs> I do not exist. Do not believe in me. <laughs> he didn't quite say that. But he was pretty much saying that. Which is weird. Because he was pretending to be a human. A human. A human. Yes, and. Uh, and just to show how good the macro are, Polly could escape a giant macro claw grip with health and Ben, but it's, it's a it, giant it crab claw. And a puny human could escape it. What good are the macro? What can they do? They're useless. Are you alright, Goff? Why? Yeah, it, it just didn't look like that beer went down well. Alright. 
Mm-hmm. It's not fantastic beaver, but we'll get to that. Yes. Very, very shy. <laughs> who knows when? Couldn't even hold Polly in a giant. Very, very shortly, who knows when? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even hold Polly in a giant crab ball. I don't have anything more to say about that. Yes, but they would have gotten away with it pretty much. If it wasn't for the kids. If, well, yeah. But if, if, if only. I mean, criminals often make one fatal mistake with, you know, plans and things. They're supposed to show themselves on TV. Creating a Facebook event and making it public. Yeah. <laughs> would you like to come to the macro party? <laughs> <laughs> we are robbing this uh, shop at half past 12. Are you coming? <laughs> But they showed themselves on TV. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> if you want to remain <laughs> hidden, don't do that. <laughs> Maybe they thought TV had died and nobody watches it anymore. People are out busy doing fun things. Fun, fun for all things. Mm. Maybe they thought people would be too busy with their cape of fun. Maybe, the, yeah. Maybe they thought they had deployed enough capes. <laughs> Deploy the capes. <laughs> Which capes? We have the cape of sadness. No, the cape of fun. We want the cape of fun. It, uh, <laughs> you're listening to Drunken Time Travel. It's 20 past the hour and it's time for the beer interlude. <laughs> we could not find any beers made from crabs. It's a, it's a Spanish beer. Did you know that? Uh, yes. I had oyster stout today. I've had oyster stout. <laughs> what? Oyster stout. Hmm. I, I have had English lessons. They are failing me. <laughs> it's not bad. I actually th- assumed there would be oysters in some may you know in it somewhere in the process. Yeah, but, but apparently not. I would hope there were, but it, it's very misleading. It's not. It's just oyster stout because you can have it with oysters. That that's not how you should name things. No, that's why I'm renaming Crosscampo horseradish because you can have it with horse and radish. I'm gonna call it hangover because you can have it with a hangover or a glass. I'll call it glass. You can have it with a glass. Probably a beer called glass. Or cape of fun beer. And with the beer itself, it's it's. Nothing remarkable. Yes, what can I say? It's a lager. It's a lager. That's it, really. It tastes like a very... It looks like a lager. It tastes like it's trying to be a Bex, but not even close. It's certainly not sticker-worthy. Oh, God, no. It's... Oh, God, no. Yes, it's, it's just totally bland. Well, not totally bland. There is some sort of a hint of flavour there, but... So, 95% bland. It's 95% bland. You think with a name like Cross Campo it would be better? I don't know. It sounds like it's trying too hard. The guy on the on the cover. Looks the like the he's name doesn't it. exactly roll off your tongue. Yeah, he looks like he's having fun. Though. Has he got his cape on? No. Maybe he's about to get his cape. Are you, do you have fun before you get your cape then? Is there pre-capeage fun? Well, if you know you're going to get a cape of fun, surely. You'll be excited. <laughs> I know I would be. You're always excited, yeah. I'm not always excited. If somebody's coming running at me with the aim to kick me in the balls, I'm not going to be excited. <laughs> you would be. No, I wouldn't. 
That is the one time I would not be excited. The one time. The one time I was not excited. But you know when I was excited? Go. Is when the doctor started using maths in this episode. Segway. He used science and shit. <laughs> yes, I, I thought, like that. There was there was a few good doctory momenty type things. Mm. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite good in this. Uh, that, that was the only good thing about this episode. Surely Ben was no one gets in. Yeah, uh, sort of outwitting people with the science and uh, and, and the and, maths. And, and he just knew something was wrong immediately with this place. Mm. And trying to investigate, I don't know. And they tried to clean him up, and he was like, he didn't want any of it. Well, he, he wanted ne- to be dishevelled. Yes. yes, neither did Jamie. No, that's why Jamie rocks his eyes. Yeah. So anyway, yes. Ben, uh, he got brainwashed. Yes, he did get brainwashed, uh, and lost his accent because of it as well. What is he putting on his accent? Yes, that's not and, his actual and, uh, accent. And I realise this is me talking about accents, but you do like talking about accents. That's one thing I know about. Although I do like how the doctor treats Ben when he's brainwashed. You know, still mm. nice and everything. He's he's, he's a friend. Oh. You've got to treat him, now. <laughs> even though he's being a dick. It was brainwashed, though. I don't know. It's not his fault. Yeah. But you did say, don't, you did say beware of Jamie because he'll kill you. <laughs> Although it had been the first Doctor to probably got a cane around the head. Or a cape. Polly didn't really do much. Again. Yes, uh, lost without the ability to make coffee for someone. <laughs> I know, when Post Atomic Horror they talk about Troy and the only yeah. thing she has <laughs> is make is it the love of chocolate. I'm, I'm serious here. Polly, the only thing she does is make coffee. And I'm going to ride it to death. I don't care. She was sure to be elected beauty president, then. Ah, yes. Was, was that when they first turned up? Yeah, that was when they first turned up and they had the... Did the, they did suddenly have a vacancy? I don't know. What, what did somebody well, quit? Was, was, was Medoc beauty president before? Possibly, yes. <laughs> what, what does beauty president involve? And, and why was the previous one impeached, then, or...? Yeah, the previous one was in peach and the new colour was violet. And the, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. What, do, what do you envisage it entails? Then? I don't know. I'm just thinking it was going to be this bizarre world where Polly is beauty president and Bill Clinton is her bit on the side. In this bizarre reality, Bill Clinton plays the part of Monica Lewinsky. I don't want to imagine <laughs> Is it because you don't want to imagine a suit in his wardrobe with stains on it? <laughs> no, I don't want to know. No. Beauty president, mm-hmm. do you think she's worth it? Yeah. I think she'd need to grow her hair again. Yeah, you didn't like her having her hair cut, did you? Yeah, so I think she must have got tired of being not being mistaken for a while. <laughs> so she had it cut short again. Well, Strax will do that for you. <laughs> She says everything's smashing in super a lot on this episode as well. Epistory. Well, yes. It was one as, thing as she soon said as she was got there, smashing, but... and I just thought, no one she mm. talks like that. Yes, when when she first arrived as well, and saw the control as she well. She did. He says he looks smashing. Yes. What? Because uh, come back to me again in ten minutes when you've seen him eight times <laughs> already. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Whatever it says, I don't know. 
Are you just making up anything? I'm making now? up noises now. She, she, Wait. and then it was another bit. I think it was episode two or three in the middle of it. It's the her and Jamie were being attacked by Makra. She was doing her end of episode screaming because I did think, oh, it must be the end. What's the uh, next episode coming up then? But no, it went, went, it went on for another five or ten minutes. Maybe if we forgot to end it. And and the light will be living the rest of the episode. Speaking of Jamie, somebody forgot to say cut. <laughs> He's awesome. He's the first of the companions mm. to to just bring a club with him to start us. About time! Look, this is look. They go out. There's always an enemy or something. It's about time they started bringing weapons. <laughs> and then he realised it was a deck of cards that he brought. Is that a club reference? Yes. Not a sandwich. Though. No. Why would anybody bring a sandwich with them? A club sandwich? Yeah. They're awesome. They're the worst sandwiches ever. They're not. Especially if you have a club sandwich with a fried egg in it. it it's slightly improving a club sandwich, <laughs> I admit. But it takes some improving. Come on, let's get this fucking finished. Yeah, and uh, Jamie says during the episode uh, that... Because they're, they're weird folk. I don't know or understand them. So pretty much like anything then, Jamie. That's all I, thought, I have to say. I thought you might stick up for weird people. I'm not sticking up for weird people. I'm just having a go at Jamie. Because I like it. Uh, apparently so. And he was scared of what the... Uh, as, you, as we touched on earlier. He was scared of what the girls would do to him. When they first turned up, when they were giving any everybody manicures and stuff like that, he didn't want to be cleaned. No, as you said, him and the doctor. Didn't him want and the to doctor didn't want to be cleaned. No, quite right. Stay away from me. <laughs> ben Ben was really up for it though. Of course, Ben was. <laughs> that was a bit weird. Sailor wanting to be cleaned. www.stereotypes.com <laughs> It's my favourite website. You know, we were talking about, uh, well, we were talking about people playing different characters in things, in well, Doctor Who, at one point. Uh, yeah, we probably did at some so, point. Same yeah. actors. Well, well, there was a, they had one character in this, Chicky, who was played by two different actresses. Just thought that was interesting. <coughs> There's probably a fan fiction somewhere where she's a, a time lord or something. I don't want to read that. <laughs> Oh, I've sent you it already. What's my quote then, Gav? Well, it's this. What do you know? We don't know the control is right, and we must obey. Let them know, let them know. Let them know they're happy. Greet the morning with a shout. Everyone up, the sun is out. Rah, rah, rah. Rah, rah, rah. Cheers for the colony. We're the gang that works the hardest, and we must obey. Obey control, ring the bell. Rah, rah, rah. Rah, rah, rah. Work well. Ring the bell. Oh, that's much better, but we'll do it again, and this time with more feeling. Huh? And don't forget, our job is to inspire the others, our brave workers who are doing such a dangerous job. All right? All right. What do you know? We all know control is right, and we must obey. Let them know, let them know. Let them know they're happy. Greet the morning with a shout. Everyone up, the sun is out. Rah, rah, rah. Rah, rah, rah. Oh, that's very good. That's beginning to sound like something. It's not the best quote in the episode, but I just find it hilarious. And yes, that's part of the reason why the 
episode is so terrible to watch. <laughs> it's just things like this all the way through it. But it's hilarious. <laughs> I love bits like this. It's cringingly, annoyingly hilarious. What's your stupid quote? And I'm going to have to go for the... When oh, the how many do I let you have this? You are not letting any. I am. I could have it's... taken this from you. I do edit the show after all. I apologise for the length. It, it's a minute long, but it is That's when the doctor... You, you often say that, don't you? Well, then it's too long. <laughs> yeah, no, you just no I don't say it often. I apologise for the length. But yes, it is when the doctor uh, uses his science math skills. And it goes thusly. And you're not asking me to believe that in a few moments you have been able to work out a formula which it has taken our combined computers years to perfect. Does seem rather a tall order. <laughs> yes, of course, I know what you've done. You've broken into our secret files, haven't you? I wouldn't know how to do that. Take a look. Well, you must have seen the document. That's the exact computation. Really? Huh. In that case... Do you really mean to say that you worked that out by yourself? Well, I did have a little assistance. Yes, I thought so. Who was it? Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no person. No, I simply mean that <clears throat> I took readings from the various dials. They appeared to be related, so I worked out the principle that controlled them. It was simple, really. Like doing a sum backwards. Backwards? Yes. You know, given the answer, what's the question? That indeed went thusly. Then we did. Final thoughts? Uh, yes, I really did not like this one at all. I thought it was alright. I just found this one so tediously uninteresting and boring and nothing happens. But spacecraft, Gav. Spacecrafts that don't do anything. It does. It also ends very quick. Yeah, it, it's, it's it, like there's, they there's, got there's, bored with the story themselves. It's literally an explosion and then we... and then. It, Cut straight to them all having a party. I just find it so. Tea. We don't find out where the macro come from or why they're there or anything. No, I, there's just no redeeming feature about this story at all. There are many redeeming features. There is no. There's the doctor's maths and science. That, well, there's that. So you lied then. I lied. <laughs> Can't take you seriously anymore. But this is just such a chore to watch. For me. We've had an email. Yes, we have. Did you want me to read it? <coughs> the email goes thus. Dear Various Gaffs, I am now reading my first Doctor Who book, The Wheel of Ice by Stephen Baxter, and enjoying it quite a bit. It features the second Doctor and is a lot more sciencey than I expected. Zoe and Jamie are also along for the ride, and Jamie's not nearly as rubbish as you made him out. Lies. <laughs> there he, is also he knows the truth. <laughs> there is also a Scottish robot for some reason. <laughs> I think that certainly rates as a visit from Scottish Gav and his flawless Scottish, or is it French, accent. As a descendant of cattle-thieving Highlanders myself, I can also add, because my people... Your Peninsula pal, Richard. So you're going to do a Scottish uh, accent for Richard then? No, I don't do uh, accents on demand. They just happen. Do you do a Scottish accent? Good. I don't. I, can, I don't know how to do a Scottish accent. You do know how to do a Scottish accent. Say, uh... Give me a line to say then. Do that Braveheart one about freedom. What is it? 
You I can know the line. take our lives, but you'll never take my freedom. You, know? you can take our lives, but you'll never take our freedom. <laughs> See? Yeah, Richard, you're right. It is French. <laughs> I haven't read Wheel in Space, but of Ice. I haven't read a wheel of space either, but I haven't read a wheel of ice. But, I, but I, it is one I wouldn't mind reading. I read another one. Yes, I yes I also have not read the wheel of ice. I've listened to a few audiobooks of the novels. Have you named one? Uh, the Stone Rose I thought was quite good. That's is is that an audiobook of a novel? I'm sure it is. Right? Stone Rose? Yeah. I don't know if it's an audiobook or an audio or just an audio play. I'm not sure myself now. Dead Air is just an audio play that they did, but it's quite good. See, the, the trouble is I listen to so many audiobooks on audio, I, uh, I forget which is audio and which are books. Audio is the one you listen to. Books are the ones you read, generally. I don't read books, I listen to the audiobooks of the books. I had read a few. I've read. I had read a few uh, William <coughs> Martin books for the podcast, you know, website. Yeah, looking through a few of those, I I have uh, listened to a, quite a few of those books. I think it was Silent Stars Go By that I read. Yes, it was because there are words around this. You should listen. You should read uh, Stone House. That's a good. One. You should listen to Dead Air. Yes. I'm sure I've already listened to it, but I can't remember. This is my curse and my gift. <laughs> it's not a gift. <laughs> it is. It means I can watch and listen to things over and over again without remembering what it was and be surprised all over again. Surprise. <laughs> so next time for science, you're doing. You've got crabs. Yes, I have crabs next. Uh, I'll please. And apparently, I'm doing the faceless ones. Yes. Just In which we say goodbye to Ben and Polly. No. But you hate them. And yes. <laughs> iTunes, please rate, comment or like. Yes. And we shall leave you with this quote. If you obey all the rules, you miss all the fun. From Kathleen Hepburn. Happy sleep time, everyone. That's the controller said. <laughs>